your turn. <laughs> now I'm not so nervous. <laughs> Today's scripture comes from John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. But Thomas, who was, also, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord, but he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of those nails, and my hand on his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it on my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. This is the word of God for the people of God. Chuck, now it's my turn. Oh, you guys should uh, put on your spiritual thinking caps and use your spiritual imagination as uh, today's going to be a little bit of an experiment. Um, we're in this sermon series called Both And, and as we get ready uh, to remind you last week, uh, we talked about uh, fear and courage. And so if you would please close your eyes, take a deep breath, Breathe in courage, breathe out fear. Take a deep breath of courage. Blow out fear. Another deep breath of courage. And blow out fear. Hey, Carter, can you uh, hit the video that I have? There are a lot of horrible people in this world that do a lot of horrible things. There's also a lot of wonderful people that do a lot of wonderful things. Don't let one or two people ruin your life or your day or even a moment of your time. Okay. I was thinking if there was something else I wanted to say, but there isn't anything else I wanted to say. That was all I wanted to say, so I said it, and now there's nothing else for me to say. Except, okay. Bye. Just to let you guys know, I want to grow up to be that guy. That's, Rod uh, that's the comedian Rodney D. Norman. Uh, we'll see him again later, but hes I, I think he's fantastic, and... Uh, the character he creates there, I just think is just beautifully wonderful. And so uh, for those of you who are wondering, I have his explicit um, uh, permission to use his videos this weekend. I reached out to him and amazingly enough, he reached back. So that was good. Uh, I wanted to use that to say, um, kind of address to some extent, the elephant in the room. You guys have been wondering where I've been. And just to let you know, uh, I, 
was hurt by recent situations within the church and um, also, you know, ended up with something that I knew about in theory but did not know about in practice. And so I needed to spend a season in, I guess, for lack of a better word, a little cave uh, here in the sanctuary that we call the tech room. And I think I've got it figured out. And uh, at least in theory, I know how it works. I don't know where the doodad goes. I don't know if tab A goes into slot B yet. I haven't figured that out yet. But, uh, but we're getting better. I'm getting better at running this. And I think I've reached the point in time where, as I said last week, I need your help. And so if you can give up a Sunday of just uh, pushing a button, just like Carter is doing right at the moment to move the slides forward, uh, and he's doing a fantastic job, there's that. If you are somebody who wants to make our online presence better, uh, there's, uh, there's jobs to do that. If you wanna, uh, and making our online presence better would be part of the sound on that. You can help in doing sound. We have Sarah here. She's sitting right in the sanctuary running sound. Oh my gosh, what a miracle. You know, technology, an iPad, you could do, it's amazing. So um, it's getting easy. And so if you wanna share in that, and I'm not asking you to sign up for every single Sunday, you don't need to do that. You can sign up for a few Sundays uh, and spread them out over three months. And um, that would be great. So the more the merrier, come join in the tech room. So that's my story there. I'm gonna stick with that one. It's been a crazy bit of the last few years. It, it is crazy to think that in three months' time will be three years since all of this craziness started. But as I told you earlier, and I asked you all if you would put on your spiritual thinking caps and use your spiritual imaginations. I, as we start to unpack the scripture today, I want you guys to put yourselves in Thomas's shoes. To think about Thomas and what it is that he's experienced in crazy ways in 14 days. Who is this gentleman that we call the Apostle Thomas. Guess what? We don't know much about him. He's one of the 12 apostles, and then that got me going down a rabbit hole. What's the difference between an apostle and a disciple? Uh, he was one of the, the, the disciples, and so apostles are disciples, like we are disciples, but they were personally sent out by Jesus himself, and so that makes him an apostle. An apostle is one who's sent by someone in authority. So if I was to tell you, Steve Georgie, to go get us enough donuts to feed everybody in the room, you would go and get them because you have been sent by somebody in authority to tell you to go get the donuts. Disciples are not only followers, but... A disciple is a learner. Not only are we called to follow, but we are called to learn as we follow. He's only mentioned eight times, Thomas is. Four of those times, just by his name, in the list of 12. And what is his name? Guess what? We don't know. 
We honestly do not know what this man's name was. We call him Thomas because in the Aramaic, te-oma means twin. Uh, in the Greek, we see it in the Bible, Didymus. And Didymus can be a name which also means twin. It can be a, a, a name that you would call somebody, but we actually do not know what his name is. He was just known as the twin, and then somehow, someway, somebody, and putting pen to paper, called him Thomas. Was he a fisherman? Who knows what his profession was, but I do believe that he had to know how to fish to survive, just like you would not have to know how to hunt. He was the first of the 12 to go out and tell the world about Jesus, so he was the first missionary. The myth, the legend, the story is, is that he went to India, and in three to six months' time, he was the first apostle to be martyred which means that he was the first to be killed. It's quite possible that he is the first Christian skeptic. In 14 days, and this is where I really need you to kind of like lean in to being Thomas this morning. He has seen the raising of Lazarus, Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem, all the crazy little prophecies that Jesus shared, like, go here and you will find a cult, go to this house and say this particular phrase to this man and he will provide us with food and a place to have the Passover Seder. He sees Jesus betrayed, Peter cut the ear off of his shoulder and Jesus just pops it back on. He hears of a crazy midnight trial in front of the Sanhedrin. His crazy exchange, he sees and witnesses Jesus' crazy exchange with Pontius Pilate. The crowd who loved him on Sunday turn against him on Thursday. His walk on what we know now, the Via de, Via de la Rosa, his crucifixion, his death, his burial. And then Thomas doubts Jesus' resurrection. Imagine what you would feel if you were in those 14 days to have experienced all of this. How would you feel? Imagine Thomas finding out on Friday, March 13th, that school is over in 2020, that everybody's been sent home from work, that there is something out there making people sick. What would Thomas do then? I imagine Thomas saying, I gotta hold on to something if I can't hold on to you. 
I'm going to let you all know, I struggled with preaching with you all today, like in a way I've never struggled before, so bad that on Friday, Amy and I were talking to each other, and Amy was like, if you cannot get it together, just have a hymn sing. This morning at 8.06 was when I first started to put my thoughts to paper. I had them in my head. I have them in my head. But like never before have I ever been so afraid to share those thoughts with you all. I consider myself a disciple and wonder, do you? It's not just about following. It's about the learning. And are we open to learning together? And are you all open to me teaching you something? See, all the songs that I picked this morning, and, and if you've never heard me say this before, allow me to say it. If you, if you have heard me say this before, forgive me. Allow me to say it once again, kind of like my brother when he asks us at the dinner table, which one of Dad's stories do you want to hear again? I listen to music way different than you all do. Because I think that Jesus is sitting next to me, and he tells me, like, that song that's on the radio, that's yeah, really good. That line right there after the beep, 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 you know, like that line. That's, that's it. And so Jesus and I, we ride around town together listening to music. And as I relived my 80s in... Uh, Guillermo and the band's rendition of George Michael's faith, it would be too trite for me to stand up here and tell you, as I have heard preached so many times before, you got to have faith. You got to have faith, 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 faith. Amen. Go on, have faith. Go. You can stay here, but not in the sanctuary. Go somewhere else. Go. We got another crowd coming in because I'm going to preach it again to say faith, 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 faith. You got to have faith. But no, Jesus calls us out onto the water. And right now, that water, like it's oceans deep. Because we are not called as Christians to be made comfortable. We are called to be made uncomfortable. And y'all are uncomfortable right now. We all, we all, I am super uncomfortable right now, but we are all uncomfortable right now because we are looking for something to hold on to if we can't hold on to you.
And that's where I see Thomas. Thomas, I don't think it's that he doesn't have faith in Jesus. I don't think that he doesn't believe because he said, you know, I'll be right back. Believe me, this is the way it has to happen. It's been prophesied. Isaiah, Micah, they talked about it. One of my friends told me that Thomas, Thomas doesn't believe in the moment because he doesn't believe the disciples, the other 11 guys he's been hanging out with. I mean, who could blame him? Judas, for 30 pieces of silver, betrayed Jesus. And Peter, like, what was in Peter's head? Like, he, he pulls out his sword, well, I don't know what you call it, but it's probably like about this big, not a sword, it's like about this big, a little bit, you know, more than a knife, more than, you know, not a machete, but you know what I mean. And he cuts a guy's ear off. And he sees Jesus, like, pick the thing up off the ground and just pop it back on. His, his fellow disciples did not act as they were called to do, called to be. And so I don't blame him in that moment if he lacks a little bit of faith with the other 11. Doesn't quite believe them that on the third day, Jesus arose from the dead. I think he was a man of his times. God forgive him. Because he didn't believe Mary either. When he should have given her a whole lot of faith. Soon we will hear, let it be. My thinking of this was that we need to give everything to Jesus and then get out of the way and let Jesus do what Jesus does. And then how long do we sing this song? How long do we sing this song of doubt? And I think we sing it all the time. Because I think it's both and. To know courage, you must know fear. And to know fear, you know that there is courage. And to have faith, it is okay to have doubt. And to have doubt, you know that there is something called faith. We, we, we stretch ourselves and push ourselves to know that.
think that there's too many of us, not in this sanctuary, but in the universal church. I think that there are too many of us who lean into doubt, who are going to church today, somewhere, anywhere, over there, and are expected to be told what to do for the next seven days. And I don't think that that's faith. Because when we go to church to receive an assignment of what to do and of what not to do, I think that sets us up to be a church that behaves badly. Faith is more than thinking that that chair is going to hold me when I sit down. Faith is uncomfortable. Faith calls you out onto the ocean to be with Jesus, to be the church over there. And more often than not, we do that by ourselves. But see, we come here because we want a relationship with our Creator, with our Redeemer, and with our Sustainer. We come here because we're called to be in relationship with our God and to be in relationship with each other as we explore our faith and our doubt and as we share our fears and give away courage to each other. It's okay. It's okay to feel a little bit like an unknown man that we call Thomas whom we've trolled for the last 2,000 years saying that he doubted, calling him Doubting Thomas. I want to be in relationship with my God. And I want to be in relationship with my God in community with all of you. And I need something to hold on to. If I can't hold on to something, I gotta hold on to something if I can't hold on to you. you everything that I could tell but I guess I got a couple of words I 
have to take with me to hell What do you expect a man like me to do? Gotta hold on to something if I can't hold on to you Gotta hold on to something if I can't hold on to you Gotta hold on to something if I can't hold on to you Gotta hold on to something if I can't hold on to you Some things are made for breaking And soon enough they're broke Settling down into the dust And going up in smoke What do you expect a man like me to do? And I gotta hold on to something If I can't hold on to you Gotta hold on to something if I can't hold on to you. I gotta hold on to something if I can't hold on to you. Gotta hold on to something if I can't hold on to you. I don't know who needs to hear this. So I, I just, I won't waste your time. Okay, bye. I don't know who needs to hear this. So I, I just, I won't waste your time. Okay, bye. I don't know who needs to hear this, so I won't waste your time. <laughs>